Hey, I'm Andrea Ouellette, and this is Up Level with Andrea. I'm a manifestation coach, online marketing expert, and relentless Virgo here to help you step into your next level business. Over here, our core belief is that you can't grow your business without growing yourself. We combine deep personal and spiritual growth with practical manifestation and high-impact soul-aligned marketing, meaning we're able to attract clients, manifest money, live with clarity, and truly have an incredible impact. Think of this podcast as a fun way to build your confidence, take in powerful knowledge and good energy, and bring you even closer to your manifestations. Today, we might be talking about powerful mindset shifts, spiritual practices and growth, astrology, marketing, sales, we kind of do it all. Business and woo has always been an iconic combination, and I cannot wait to dive into this episode with you. Hey everyone, I'm so excited that you're here. Consider this like a new coach AMA, Ask Me Anything on Up Level with Andrea. I'm really, really excited about this podcast episode because, listen, one of my great friends, Andrea Stegman, and on Instagram, she is at Andrea, not Andrea, which is linked in the episode description has been exploring the world of coaching. And since she's also an incredible journalist, when you go follow her on Instagram, you'll see that she's got that blue check mark because she's a media legend. We thought it would be a fun idea for her to interview me and pick my brain for an hour or so. I was like, what questions do you have about being a coach? Like, what questions do you have about expanding in an authentic way? Ask me whatever you want. And that's what she did. Like she asked me some really, really good questions when she sent them ahead of time so that I could prepare and make sure that I had great answers for you. Like I knew this was going to be a really, really good episode. So I hope that you love this. But really quick before we dive in, I want to let you know that I actually have a really, really incredible membership for everyone on their coaching journey, but it is especially made for new coaches. So if you're on, if you're listening to this episode, because you're like, I'm a new coach, like I need all the help I can get. Like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot, like this membership is legendary. I'm not going to take up too much of your time talking about it now, because I know that we're excited about the interview. But just so you know, it's everything you need to launch a really soul aligned business. This isn't about like taking what I've done in my business and just copying, pasting that like included is my signature course called the 5k walkway, which leads you through the process of building your super, super custom, super intuitively guided coaching offer, attracting and bringing in your first five clients, creating a magnetic sales system, an offer suite that allows you to step into that like passive income territory that so many of us want. But like it's all built to inform you as to like, okay, well, here's what really seems to work. Here's what my clients have done. Here's what they found works. But it's also about really allowing you to choose your own adventure. Like I really built this program to inform you as well as empower you to make it your own at the same time. So it's just, it's just a great time. Okay. So 
we've got all of that amazing stuff. We've got that strategic bit, the building the offer, attracting the clients, creating a magnetic sales system and stepping into that passive income. But we've also got access to an exclusive Facebook community, a constantly growing energy and EFT library that's like literally just built to address what's coming up for you on your journey. Like it's so tailored. It's so special for the journey of being a coach and stepping into your next level in this way. And it's my favorite thing. I can't say it enough. I've been doing this for a long time. I've really built this to be everything that you need on your coaching journey so that you can build from a place that's both informed and intuitive to your desires and gifts. I just love this so, so much. My vision's that everyone who's excited about stepping into the world of coaching or up-leveling what you're already doing feels ready to take on clients, consistently grow their skills as a coach, be the best coach that they can be, and have the tools to shift their energy and call in abundance. If this is feeling right to you, my babes, I really encourage you to check out the website in the show notes of this episode. You'll learn everything that's included and you can sign up right there. So I just want you to take a second before we get into this interview and think, what would change for you if you were 100% confident in your offer, in your ability to manifest clients, in your ability to have whatever you want for yourself? Because that's what I built this membership to give you that kind of confidence, that kind of roadmap. So if you're listening to this episode because you're a new coach and you're like, I need help, (laughs) head over to this sales page and see if it speaks to you. It's the most accessible way to work with me at $47 a month. I did my absolute best to meet you guys where you're at because I knew that for me personally, when I started, I didn't feel super ready to invest four or five figures in my coaching, right? So I love this. I love you. I made this episode for you. I made this membership for you. And I just can't wait. I can't wait till you hear Andrea. She's incredible. Okay, let's go. Oh, this is really exciting. Well, we're here. I'm here with Andrea. This is really, really excited. I'm Andrea Willette from Up Level with Andrea. We've got Andrea Stegman, journalist extraordinaire, coach to be interviewing me today. And I'm really, really, really excited because she came up with some amazing questions. Andrea, do you want to say hi? Yes, I do. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Andrea and I uh, have been talking to Andrea for a little bit now and I was like hey I love your podcast and I think the world needs two Andreas in one episode so here we are taking over the world and I am so excited to ask you some questions as a coach to be to a current coach helping coaches like it's just so aligned I love it and I'm excited to pick your brain. I'm super excited too. And I should apologize to all of my listeners from the start. I should have seen that I, that we needed an episode with two Andreas much earlier and I didn't. So let's start the conversation with the fact that everybody makes mistakes. I'm really, really excited though. This is going to be really, really good. That was um, a perfect segue So I would like to ask you, how did you come to this realization? 
that you wanted to be a coach for coaches? Well, the experience of me becoming a coach and the experience of me becoming a coach for coaches are two really different things. And I also don't exclusively work with coaches, but I will say that I did not want to be a coach at all. I do not like being vulnerable. Like I just hate it. I don't like being vulnerable. I don't like sharing my feelings. I'm not naturally, I'm a very emotional person, but I'm not naturally great with other people's emotionality. Um, like, and I really, or maybe it's not that I'm not great. I just really doubted my ability to be that for somebody else. I really, really, there was a lot of things I thought, yeah, coaching would be easy. But in terms of the emotional depth that it takes to really be a good coach and to walk with somebody, I really, really doubted myself. And I really, really struggled. I know that for some people, it's the opposite. For some people, they're just like, yeah, I'm a feelings legend. I've never been better at anything else than holding space for people's feelings. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with you. How are you like this? Are you a Pisces? All of these questions immediately come out of my mouth to that person. But I kind of fought tooth and nail against being a coach. I'm a really natural encourager. I was on all of my school sports teams growing up, not because I'm good at sports. I'm a literal disaster. Like, a, like you could actually throw a pan of lasagna on a basketball court and have a more effective basketball player. Um, but I'm really encouraging. Like, I'd be really, I'd be like, yeah, come on guys, we're doing it. We're going. And like, I would sort of just make everyone else play better and playing better in the sense that their mindset and their energy was higher. And also that they knew not to pass the ball to me. So two things can be true. So I knew that in a lot of ways I was meant to be a coach. And there was also like, I was 20 years old when I realized that I, that I wanted to be a coach and I was on a completely other path in my life. I was in school for graphic design, which like I was doing freelance work online. So it was kind of similar. And I've been in the online business space since I was literally 15. Um, but the thing that actually gave me permission to do it, and you don't need this to give you permission to be a coach, um, was I got a brain tumor when I was 23. And within the span of a month, my entire life changed. I like, I went to the hospital. I was like, I can't close my hand properly. I think that's a problem. And they're like, yeah, it is a problem. Well spotted. And I'm like, yeah, can we do something about this? So I had brain surgery, took, took the tumor out of my brain. Everything was fine. It wasn't cancerous. It was, everything's fine. I'm like, it's been like five years now. But when I woke up from surgery, I kind of just realized like, life is really, and this is going to sound so cliche, and I wish I had the fanciest way to say it, but I don't, and this is it. Life is really just too short to care what other people think of what you're doing with your life. Amen. Like it really just is. So at that point, I had a literal year of recovery, which like, I still was like, I don't want to be a coach. I don't, I I don't want to do this. This seems weird. It seems like everyone's being really cheesy on their Facebook. Like I was like, I want to have cool friends. I want to keep going to rock shows, which I still do because I'm a living legend. I still have cool friends. I still go to concerts when it's not a pandemic Lovato outside, but like, 
I really was like the ego that came up, like, no, I'm way too cool to be a coach. And the idea that anybody who knows me from my past, like my past would think I'm cool is hilarious. Cause I've just never been cool, but I was just like, no, I can't do this. This is too cheesy. This is too gross. But after my brain tumor, I knew I was like, this is happening. This is, this is happening. Like this is now just too wild, too crazy. And I sort of just gave in. I was like, yeah, I guess this is, this is happening. And I really surrendered to it. And I gave myself full permission to do it in a way that felt good for me. And in a way that didn't rush me or make me feel like I had to be this completely other person. I was like, if I need to grow and evolve to really fill into this role, I'm going to give myself the space to do it organically. Cause that's what is scary when you're, at least for me, when I was like new to coaching, what I was seeing was like Facebook ads for coaches who were like doing a million plus in their business. And they were just like, yeah, I have a blowout and a photo shoot and DDD, I'm so nice. And all of my clothes are from Banana Republic. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know if I'm that person. And if I have to be that person to jump into the world of coaching, I don't know if I can do it. And I really gave myself permission to be a coach without pretending to be anyone else. I was like, yeah, I'm Andrea. And I also think I'm really good at coaching people. And spoiler alert, I am really good at coaching people. And I think that if I would have made myself do it the way I saw everyone else do it, and I didn't give myself that patience and that grace with myself, it would have been weird. It would have not been the vibe, Andrea. So I guess that's it. And I started working exclusively with coaches because I know what it's like to really struggle with the idea of being a coach. Most of my clients are like, I want to be a coach, but I don't want to be DMing randos all the time. And I don't want to be like super pushy. And I don't want to be like hitting up the same person for every single offer I release. And I don't want to, and, and like everyone sees and has experienced coaching done in a way that makes them feel gross. And I can say none of my clients feel gross and all of my clients are killing it. Like they they really, really are. Of course, like all, like every client is different. Every client is in a journey, but I really am in a lucky spot that for the last like long time, I've been really, really blessed with clients who have really succeeded monetarily. They've succeeded in their ability to bring on clients. They've succeeded in their confidence. And it's because I, as much as I'm a really evolution-based person, I'm like, yeah, of course, like let's grow together and let's do this work together and let's become the best version of ourselves. It's never about becoming the version of yourself that other people think you should be. It's about centering with yourself and saying, where do I want to go next? Where do I feel comfortable planting my foot next on my path? And that's just the vibe. That's it. That's really it. And we love your vibe. <laughs> and all the, these experiences have brought you to where you are today. And I truly believe that the coaching industry is taking a turn from the perfect photo shoot, perfect offer. I'm perfect. Do you want to be perfect? This is how you do it <laughs> To I want to be coached by someone who is real, who I can relate to. Um, and that's what you're doing. So I want to know what was your first offer and how did you 
know what to put out and get those clients. So, uh, well, I had in my year in recovery, I had like thrown up a few like little, little, like a productivity course. Like here's how to be more productive. Cause I had to figure out how to be more productive because I could literally only work like two hours a day because my brain was very sad. My brain was like, I just had surgery and I can't do anything. And I was like, message received. Um, but like, so I threw up a couple little courses on that. Didn't sell any of them. Great. Perfect. Perfect. Incredible. Iconic. Um, and then I was like, okay, I think I just want to coach people. I think I just want to work with people one-on-one. And I literally was like, I have no idea what I would work on with them. I think I would work on manifestation. I think I would work on money mindset. I think I would work on turning your soul's purpose into a coaching program. Like that's, and I like, and I sort of just like journaled on that a little bit, but I didn't have anything really concrete. I was like, here's what I think it would look like. And I might've like maybe made like weekly outlines in Trello, which I really suggest people do. Like you can make a Trello board and on the top, you can say it's a 12 week program and you have 12 calls and you're like, I, I really have no idea how to structure this coaching program or this group program or this whatever. Right. I have no idea what to do. Um, so I suggest like make a Trello board, but for all of the columns, if you can picture a Trello board, if you're used to that, or you can make them in Asana or in Notion or whatever, for week one, I'd be the, the topic for week one, we're going to set our intention and we're going to identify our first blocks. And then for week two, we're going to do this. And then for week three, and it was really like meant to lead people through that process. But I was super, super nervous. I would charge. I, I was like, I have no idea how much to charge for this. Like, I would love to make $50 a month per client. Like that, that was where I was at. Like, I will coach you, give you unlimited boxer access and four calls for $50 a month. Like, and I was like unlimited Voxer access, like one in the morning, like, hey, hope everything's going okay. Just wanting to get you to check in and tell me how things are going tomorrow morning. Excited to hear from you, bye. Like the idea of me, like even having an ounce of chill, it was just unfathomable, unfathomable. So I sort of was like, I think I want, a business coaching client. And I started to kind of talk about it. I was like, we're going to work together for this much time. We're going to do these things. We're going to work on these things, but it wasn't like a specific offer and it doesn't need to be, you really just need to know what you're helping people with because the reality is every single client is different. You can have an idea of like the weeks and the, like the things you want to lead a client through. But the reality is, is every single client is going to be at a different pace. You're going to be like, oh, this person needs week nine now. And now they need like the week four content. And now the, and you have to be really willing to do that. So if you're, um, if you're, if having those like weekly outlines on like the top of the Trello board, where you like drag a client's name week one, we're talking about this. Now we're going to talk about week two. Now we're going to talk about week three. If that helps you, then great. If not, then you don't need it. I don't outline my programs that way anymore. But then I had someone reach out out of the blue and she was a triple Aries. I'm obsessed with her. She's like, Andrea, I, I want to work with you. Like, this is it. I'm, re- I'm serious. My business is making $300 a month right now. Like, I'm so excited. This is so, so scary. And I was like, oh, and I think I charged her $175 a month 
like Canadian. That's what I charged her. So like around $125 American a month. And I gave her all of this. And this is my first long-term coaching offer, right? Otherwise, like people will just pay like $50 for like four weeks of support. I think, I think I had a couple of clients come in that way. Um, and we worked together for four months and then we took two months off and then we worked together for another four months. In our first four months that we worked together, she's incredible. She's incredible at what she does. She was a psychic medium and intuitive. She's like incredible at what she does. Like in terms of like the mediumship community, she's like known all over Canada and she was still really struggling, really, really struggling with that imposter syndrome. Like as a child, when it was clear to her that like she had these gifts and she could help people with these things, she, it was pretty much as taught as like, oh, so-and-so can help you do these things. And it was just sort of like something that she felt obligated to give away for free. And I was like, you don't have to share your energy for free with people. Like you deserve to be paid for this. Like this is something that takes your energy. It takes your energy to do a medium mediumship session with someone. It takes your energy. You deserve to be compensated for that. And so in our first month, she went from making 300, our first session of four months, she went from making $300 a month to booking herself out three months in advance and bringing in consistently like four to $5,000 a month. And then we took a break for the summer because she had four kids at the time. She had four kids and was like 27, just like iconic, absolutely iconic. I'm obsessed with her. So she took this summer off to like hang out with her kids and vibe and thrive. Then we worked together again. Thank goodness I wasn't charging $175 an hour anymore. Love that for me. Um, but we worked together again. And during that time, she launched her mentorship offer that helped other mediums and intuitives develop their own gifts. And she, I think the biggest month that she hit while we were working together was $12,000 in, in yeah, $12,000 in a month. And she has gone on to like do even bigger and even better months since then. Like she's just absolutely incredible. So that was how really the client created my first offer. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's so important to realize that everyone learns and does stuff differently. Like I am working with a coach right now and I, you know, it's also important for the client to be open and like not afraid to tell the coach what they need because we were using Boxer for one purpose. And I was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm not there yet. Like, this isn't going to help me because, you know, we're on step five, but I really need to be on step two right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that you, you know, were you like tailored it to your client, which is amazing um if you could go back to when you were coming up with these first offers is there anything that you would do differently like blatantly differently looking back at how you went about this mm, this might sound weird um and yeah. it, it'll and like i egoically was not ready to do this in my business I was let go of my serving job right towards the beginning of my business, actually starting to make enough money, but I wasn't really at a point where I should have quit my job. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I, I don't, I think a really beautiful way for people to transition out of their nine to five is to get like a part-time job on the side mm-hmm. while they build their business, get a part-time job at a store where like, you love the clothes, you love the discount. And you're just like, yeah, I have this extra spending money and I have a discount getting my favorite clothes while I build my business. I'm still making new friends because building your business can be kind of isolating, but I really wish I didn't put so much pressure on my business in the beginning to support me because it's really hard to come out of a lack mentality, right? I was, I was really struggling with lack. I was really struggling with scarcity. Um, before I really figured out the energetics around attracting clients consistently, which like I had a breakthrough around this time last year, I booked out my business, signed six clients, six clients in seven weeks. Yeah. Booked out my business for the rest of the year, um, completely transformed my income literally right when I was about to quit. I was sending out job applications like three weeks before. That's an entire different story. If you want to like scroll back, I went over that in a really recent episode. I've gone over that process a bunch of different times. And really that came from the energy of really like trusting and surrendering, like trusting, like I'm a really good coach and I'm open to any, any, um, I'm open to any outcome, but if I'm meant to be coaching, I have to trust that the clients are coming and I have to trust that I can be a coach that can work with a lot of clients at a time, not like a crazy amount. Like I top out at my one-on-one client load at like, sometimes I'll top out at three clients. If I'm really feeling like I have to go really, really deep with the amount with the amount of work I'm doing with these clients at once, like I'm like, oh, I, to work with this client, I need extra time and energy because of where they're at at their journey. But sometimes you're in really in a great state of flow with all of your clients and you can work and I can work with up to five. It's really something I intuitively decide, Mm -hmm. but for a long time, because every single dollar that came into my business was a dollar that I needed. Like every month when I would make my budget, it would be like, oh, I'm $500 under budget are over budget. Like I, I need to make this money to survive. And so every single month I'm like, holy shit, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it's really, really hard to show up with the energy of like, as a coach, you don't want to be like, Hey, sign up with me now. Like, this is it for you now. Like, that's not really the vibe. Like sometimes like it's worth bringing that up in conversation. If you're just like, Hey, investing in yourself can be scary. And sometimes there is the time to take the leap. Like that's one thing to have that conversation, but for every sales call that you get on to get on knowing that if this person doesn't say yes, that you might not be able to pay your bills this month is a really, really scary thought. And my ego was really, really wrapped up in me working full-time in my business. And I didn't open myself up to any opportunities around working part-time until I think it might've been a year and a half later than I was like, you know what? I'm ready for making money to be easier. I got a seasonal job at a store where I really liked the discount. I got a bunch of new clothes. I made money super easily. I just made like $15 an hour folding tank tops for 10 hours a week. And it completely transformed my relationship with money. It was just like, it was just really, really great and really, really freeing. And I wish I would have sort of let my ego move to the side so that I could make investments in coaches, which really did help me a lot. And I could 
not be terrified of how I could pay my bills, right? Like that was so hard. And I was alone all the time. And we can tell I'm a chatty Kathy. I need to talk to people. So it was just like a, I really felt like I was being committed and I was, I wasn't taking no for an answer and I was doing it and I'm, I'm a full-time business owner and I'm doing it. Da, 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 da. And ultimately it just ended up really not serving me. It left me feeling isolated. It left me feeling really, really stressed about money. And it left me being like, I can't afford a coach. I can't afford any type of encouragement. I can't afford to go to lunch with my friends. I can't afford to draw. Like I couldn't afford to like go for a 15 minute drive to clear my head. Cause I was like, I only have a certain amount of money set aside for gas. Like it was like, I was just trapped at home all the time. And it was just like, Oh my God, I made it so much harder on myself. And then I got that job. I had that job for, I think 10 weeks. And in that time, it brought so much lightness into my life. It brought so much, it brought so much ease and space. And like, I wasn't working 40 hours a week in my business. I've never worked 40 hours a week in my business consistently. So it's not like I didn't have the time. That was just time I would otherwise spend at home worrying about how I was going to pay my bills. Like running a coaching business doesn't take consistently 40 hours a week, at least not the way that I do it. So it wasn't like I was like working nine to five in my business and then spending an entire night. It was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to work until one and then I have a shift at two and then I'm going to come home at seven. Like it was, it ended up being like so much that was, that's the biggest piece of advice. I put so much pressure on my business to be everything. And it just stressed me out and burnt me out so, so bad. Yes. It sounds like you definitely spread out or like took away the energy that you were putting into stressing just by getting that small job, you were able to just like let your thoughts and your brain take a second to not worry. And then that time spent, you were able to come up with amazing ideas and how you could move forward. And I bet that's amazing because you like, I can tell when a coach is in that mentality of like, I need clients, I need clients. And it just like, you know, I don't vibe with it. I, I can't do that. That's not, that's not the vibe I want. So it's really not helping anyone. Yeah. Um, and it sucks for the coach to be in that energy, you know, and we always hear like clients can tell when you're in that energy, mm-hmm. like it's not the energy and it's no coach is ever like, I can't wait to barely have any money next yeah. month. So I can stress sell to everyone I know to try to pay my bills. Cause what else are you going to do? You know, like, what else are you going to do? Right. But like, we all have heard that clients can tell, but it's like, no, they really, really can. And they don't want a coach who needs them more than they need you. Right. Yes. Yes. And I, I'm not even a coach yet. And I've already experienced the burnout, which is wild because I have been so motivated and so excited and I want to do all the things and I want to do it right now. And then a few weeks later, I was like telling my coach, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm burnt out. I don't have ideas. I'm tired. Um, I don't know what to do. And she was like, you need to just, you need to rest. Like your literal homework for the week is to just rest and do fun things and not do anything. And finally, when she told me to let go 
of the fear. She was like, why are you scared to rest? I was like, because I don't want to lose all my ideas. And once I let go of the fear of not having ideas, I, I didn't even need a break anymore. Like I just let myself rest and if I needed to. And I finally was like, oh, this is what it's like to have ideas flow through you without being scared and busy and unmotivated and tired, just allowing yourself. Yeah. Um, so that's what that part-time job did for you. And I mean, I work full-time and I'm, you know, an aspiring coach. And so I'm glad I uh, have learned that lesson early on and that there are people like us who will talk about our real life experiences because you are so freaking motivating. And I just love the Andrea energy. Um, so going off of that, how the heck do you stay so motivated? <laughs> I got a secret. I have a secret for you. <laughs> I'm not always motivated. And I'm not saying that as someone who like, I'm not always motivated. Sometimes I hit snooze until 730 <laughs> in the morning. You know, like, <laughs> sometimes I only work out three days a week. <laughs> That's not it. That is not it. Um, I really struggle with my mental health like in a very real way, I struggle with my mental health. I, um, I will have like really, really, really good periods. And I know the types of things that really breathe life into me doing mm -hmm. interviews, connecting with my clients. If I'm ever having a low point, like I know I'm meant to be a coach cause I could literally have spent the entire day crying in my bed, which does happen and that's a lot. It really happens a lot. I don't feel this way all the time, but I really have built my business around things that I really built my business around things that really breathe life into me. Like I work with the coolest clients. My clients are so funny. I joke with them all the time. We have so much fun. Um, I create offers that I, I don't do things that I don't like. Like I've had coaches be like, you should really create an offer for this part of your audience so that, that your audience can transition from this to this, to this, to this, and work all the way up through your products. So we can get a really deep transformation with you. And I'm like, yeah, but I really just don't want to. And I'm okay with leaving money on the table to do things that I, to like, to take a chance on things that I want to do more, because I know that if I build my business based on stuff that feels like work to me, it's going to be really, really, really hard. It's going to be really, really, really hard. I need those things in my life that like I check in and I'm like, oh my God, Nikki's just doing so good. She just booked out her offer. Like, oh my gosh, one of my clients manifested her very first $20,000 a month ever. And that's like something that we've been working on for like a year. Like that's, those are the type of things that really, really anchor me in my business because I truly do not and I don't want to say like that I, that I'm inauthentic on my Instagram or anything like that, but I'm obviously not going to story when I feel like shit. Like I'm not going to get on my stories and be like, Hey everyone, it's a bed day for me today because my chronic pain's really, really bad. And I have really bad brain frog, brain frog. Exactly. I've, I've the worst case of brain frog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, but brain like, frog, that's a new thing. Like I, 
I'm not going to get on my Instagram stories and share that really often because I do really love being the motivator. And I'm, and I'm honest, like people know that I struggle with my mental health. I'm talking about it now. I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, for me, the thing that has helped me the most is giving myself the grace to know that I don't have to be high energy and motivating all the time to be amazing at what I do and to make money. Like, it's not like, oh, I can't be like high vibe on my Instagram stories. So no one's going to click and tell me that they want to work with me. It's like, no, I'm exactly where I need to be every single day. And if where I need to be on this day is like in bed, watching Grey's Anatomy with like a big cup of tea and like having my boyfriend run across the street and get me like a box of tampons like that's it that's exactly where I'm supposed to be um and I really it's like how you talk about release releasing the pressure of like I don't have to act on every single idea my ideas aren't going to run away on me like Mm -hmm. I'm I can still allow that creative flow it's like for me it really allowed an energetic flow because I'm not motivated all the time. I fill my life with things that do really invigorate me and really, really breathe life into me. And when I'm feeling like crappy, I don't make it worse by telling myself that I shouldn't feel crappy. In fact, I tell myself when I feel this way, this is making me an even better coach because my clients come to me because they feel this way. My clients come to me because they feel this way because they're judging this major part of themselves this major part of their life, this major part of just what it means to be a human. We didn't come on this planet to experience like, like 11 out of 10 energy all the time. If we did, cocaine wouldn't exist. We'd be like, why would we need this? Why, how would I get addicted to this? Cause I just feel like this all the time. So it's a part of the human experience that we feel this way and we judge it so hard. We really, really judge this aspect of ourselves And when I realized like, oh, I don't have to feel that way all the time to make money. I don't have to feel that way all the time to be successful, to be a good coach. Like I used to feel so guilty responding to voice notes when I was feeling like sad. And I don't think that my clients could tell, maybe they could like sense the energy or something, but I would really be like, they're going to know I'm a terrible coach. And none of that's never been the case. They're just like, a, I can still coach when I'm sad. I can still encourage other people when I'm sad. It doesn't disqualify me in any way. And also it gives them permission to show up exactly as they are without adding to the already crappy experience of feeling like you're not motivated, feeling quote unquote low vibe, which is so ableist. Like, don't even get me started. Like, (laughs) how do you tell someone with depression that they can't manifest if they're feeling low vibe? Are you serious? Absolutely not. Like, it's not about feeling amazing all the time. It's about accepting where you are and knowing that you're worthy and that you're capable of doing amazing things exactly where you are. And that's just the vibe. Yes. You're giving energy to the things that spark joy for you. And that in turn helps the people who need to be helped. Like it's all just aligned. And I love how you, you are like, you're just you. And it does give permission for other people to just be themselves. Like, I don't feel like if I ever like, you know, say something weird to you, like, you know, we're like sending voice messages on Instagram or anything. I never have 
ever felt like intimidated or weird or anything like because I know that you are so true to yourself and you accept other people for who they are um that's that's the kind of people you are coaching like you're bringing out what sparks joy to them because they can tell that you're doing what's aligned for you and you're not putting your energy into stuff that you don't love um yeah it all just works out um do you have any advice or final thoughts that you would tell a coach just starting out (laughs) i'm sure you have a lot but let's let's have one one good thing um well can i keep it to one can i keep it to one that's the question um as we can tell, I'm barely able to rein in my answers at all through this entire process. Brain the one, the one thing that I wish that I that connected for me is to trust that the things that you desire are meant for you. Because how else would the universe be telling you where you're supposed to go? Like how else? It wouldn't. It doesn't make sense. Like when I was little, oh my God, like little Andrea demonic, demonic. She was just like, I was literally, I I was literally screaming like at all moments every day, just like, look at me, notice me, here I am. There's a video of me singing down by the bay at my fifth birthday party with all my friends. And I'm like scream singing over all of them. I just love attention so much. And I, there's like, there's like these core skills that I had. I was like, I really love being seen. I love encouraging people. I love, I really just like, I love business. So how can I make a job into that? And really that could have gone in a bunch of different ways. I could have been a straight up consultant. I could have got my MBA and done like, and just like presented like slideshows all the time, which I am really good at. That's something that I do all the time. I could have, Um, been like a motivational speaker. I could have worked in HR, motivating like other, other staff members. Like there's a million other things that I wanted to do that would have paid me really, really well. Cause I also knew that I have always had the desire to have more than enough money. That's something that I really took a long time for me to come to terms with for myself. Cause I felt so guilty. I was like, as if one of my core desires is having money. And now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, as if I knew as a child that I lived in a reality where money existed. Of course, one of my core desires was being able to pay for the life I wanted to live. Um, But like, there's a lot of different avenues that I could have gone down that would have given me a really, really similar life. You know, similar work hours. um, Like, and they might've even been pluses in some areas. Like I could have worked for a corporation where I was seeing people all the time. I do love to see people. That's something I really have to build into my day strategically. Like now, if that makes sense. Like I really have to make time to build that into my day. It's great that Um, you realize that. Yeah. And that's, so there's, but for some reason, I just wanted to be a coach And it took me a long time to give myself permission. Um, And a big part of that was me not trusting that my desires were a roadmap from the universe. Like that's really what it comes down to. Like how else would the universe tell you the path you're supposed to be on? Like we've all had that day where we've just like clicked like, oh, I wanna do this. 
oh, I want I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Like, how else would the universe be communicating? I haven't seen a lot of billboards being like, Andrea, it's time to create your new coaching offer. Normally, they tell me to buy things that I don't want or need. But like, how else is the universe going to communicate with you the path that's meant for you? If you're like in any other way other than your desires. And I used to really resist them. I used to judge my desires. I used to say like, that's for other people, not for me. I used to say like, who am I to do something like this? And the reality is when we have like a deep desire and I'm not talking about like, should I get five jars of cookie butter at the grocery store or six? The answer is always six. The answer's never been five. It's always been six. Um, but like, when, when you have a really deep desire, you kind of have to trust it. You're like, yeah, I guess this is the, the weird thing I'm supposed to do. I guess, the, and you just kind of have to surrender to it and figure it out instead of like judging yourself the whole way and being like, am I really supposed to do this? What are we gonna think? Oh, I knocked over my coffee. Am I really gonna like, what's gonna happen? Like, is this gonna work this way? Is this gonna work? And it's just really trust that the fact that you want to be a coach means you're supposed to be a coach because what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, even if you find out like when you die, like actually you weren't supposed to be a coach at all. That's why you transitioned out of coaching 10 years later to be doing this other thing. What else are you going to do other than honor your desires as they come up and do your best to follow them? you're not hurting anybody. You're just taking risks and showing up for yourself. Yes. This has been like one of the biggest things for me, like that I've realized lately. So I love that you just spoke on that because your dreams are there for a reason. Like, like you said, they're not, your dreams aren't going to be on a billboard telling you, Hey, you're supposed to be doing this, (laughs) but your intuition, your being who you are at your core is going to let you dream up what you want and you can follow those dreams and see where it takes you. Or you can just sit there doing something else that you don't love for the rest of your life. Um, I want to say quickly too, I think that this is hard for people because we're a generation with a massive amount of privilege. Like we didn't like this truly wasn't an option if you wanted to be a business owner you were you had to be like willing to rent a brick and mortar store location or a warehouse and like put up a lease like it was a big deal i decided to be a business owner mainly because i knew that i was borderline unemployable i was like i was like okay i've literally never had a job where i didn't think i was smarter than the manager within 15 seconds to be fair i worked a lot of fast food and that might have been true i'm not i don't know i don't know it's been a long time since i've had like a like a boss boss uh like full time but i knew the reason i went into business at first was like i just hate being an employee i just want to call the shots i want to do everything because i love doing everything every part of it interests me the marketing, the sales, the working with the clients, the managing the business, the admin stuff, like it was all really, really interesting to me. And so that's how I made that decision. 50 years ago, if you wanted to start your own business, you pretty much had to be ready to remortgage your home. You know, like it was a really, really big deal. And we were raised by a generation of people who kind of rightly so were like, 
following your dreams isn't a luxury that everyone has. And you might need a couple reality checks along the way because they likely had really, really painful moments where they were like, where they had to let their dream die. And that's a really sad to have a life that they wanted to live. They really had to walk away from something that meant a lot to them. And they're not telling you this to be like, <laughs> your dreams are stupid. And also we thought you were stupid since you were a baby. Like, that's not why people told you, like, that's not my parents or grandparents or anything told you that. It's because like as millennials, well, I'm a, like right on the cusp. I'm like a Z-lennial and my little sister is a Zoomer and I will do anything I can to feel close to her. So I'm like, I'm a Zillennial, but it's, I'm desperately just trying to hold on to relevance. Um, but like, I think we're really the first generation that this was an option for. So it makes sense that a lot of us are overcoming this, this feeling of like, not everyone gets to follow their dreams. And it's like, for a long time, that was true. And I don't want to sound like an MLMer, you know, but like, really, I can run my business from my phone. I can do everything that needs to be done in a day from my phone. This is something that like, it really is accessible to you. You just have to trust that your dreams are available to you. And as much as it's really, really sad that for a long time, like the generations before me, their dreams weren't as available to them as they are to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that everyone who came before me is like, oh, we all sacrificed so that like our grandchildren and great-grandchildren, great-grandchildren will have choices that we've never had. And there are sacrifices that I make in my life that I hope that my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-grandchildren will never have to make because my life isn't perfect. I just hope that it keeps getting better and it does keep getting better as we go on and go on. So it's not about being like, everyone else cut me down. It's about really taking a look and saying, we're the first, we're the first people who had this, you know? Yes. You're allowed to have your dreams. And I think it's so important to figure out what is a must for you. Like, what do you need in your, you know, you don't have to be a coach, but what is important to you to be happy? Um, what are the core aspects of your dream? Like really breaking it down. And I liked how you talked about like, you know, what you liked as a kid. Um, because, you know, just thinking about when we were so young and we were so free and we weren't worrying about paying rent, like what are the things that we loved and that sparked joy and lit us up? And yeah. I even have been thinking about um, when I was in college, like why did I want to be a psych major at first? Why did I want to be a therapist? That's what I thought I wanted. And after breaking down the reasons why, like, yeah, I could have been a great therapist. That could have been a path that I, I would have enjoyed. It didn't work out, but let me break down the reasons why I enjoyed that and tailor it to a new dream. Yeah. Um, so yes, love that. Just figure, follow your dreams. Like really, and that sounds really, um, that sounds really wishy-washy, but really, follow your dreams and give yourself full permission to just completely screw it up and just like follow your dreams and give yourself permission to fail big, fail in front of everyone, you know, 
and just like fall flat on your face and keep going because that's been my experience in a lot of ways I've had to ask for help from my parents for money obviously not often um but like and that's been a while since since that's been the thing but it was really embarrassing for me at the time when I started and was like I don't know what to do I, I don't know what to do um uh, like this this isn't working and I had like, there was a family meeting where everyone's like, I think it's time for you to go back to school and just like really, really painful moments where it was like, everyone thinks I'm failing at this. Everyone thinks I'm failing at this. And I just had to really, it took a long time to work through it. And it was honestly really, really hard to work through that. And you do work through it and it gets easier and easier. And I'm not failing in those ways now, you know, like I'm not struggling to pay my rent. I'm not like wondering what's going to happen, but like the failures that I do take on are bigger and still have a bigger risk and that you get better at it and you get better at it. And as you fail, you realize that things don't quite, they just don't quite, um, do what they, you think they're going to do to you. Really? That's it. Like that you just don't real, you just you, it really takes the power away from them, I think is the best way to put it. Like, you will be okay if you fall flat on your face. But that was my biggest fear. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have to be really, really visible and be this big public coach. And if I fail at this, everyone will see me fail. Those things that you're scared of and that you think are honestly probably what makes you who the coach you are today because you learn from it, you're relatable. And now you're here to inspire the next generation of Andrea coaches. Oh, <laughs> that's what, that's what I love. Just one big Andrea fest over here. I teach Andrea's all over the world, the Andrea method, which is um, my signature strategy of running face first into the fire over and over and over again. Love and it. then zooming out and being like, oh, maybe try not running into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to avoid running into that fire now. So thank you for saving my face. Oh my gosh. Well, I have absolutely, do you have anything else for me? I think that we made it through all the questions, right? Uh, yeah, we did. We're good. I'm so excited. You brought the best questions. This was such a fun conversation. I'm obsessed with you. Stop calling yourself an aspiring coach because you're a coach. You can make that decision for yourself now. Ah! Happened. I know, I know. I was literally an aspiring coach a year and a half into my business. And then my business coach was like, what's the truth here, Andrea? And I was like, oh, well, if I tell people that I'm a coach, then the expectations will be higher. And that's not true. That's not true. I just looked at myself differently. It was like me giving myself permission to really step into that. And you can be a coach who's still learning, I think, but I don't get stuck in that's, that's like, try not to get stuck in the like constant, like state of that aspiring energy, because you probably came out the womb a coach, Andrea. Truth, well, I never met someone who like had this chrysalis experience with where they were like, I'm a 25 and a coach now. They're like, oh, I've been coaching my entire life. I like, I was the coach at all of my best friend's birthday parties. I was the coach, like, you know what I mean? Like, since I was a tiny little BB, I was just this little coach. And it makes me really sad when people just aren't giving themselves permission to go for it. 
and just be like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I'm really, really excited for when you take on these clients and you're like doing the thing. And I'm also there with you and being like, what's happening? I think that's it though. I think I won't consider myself a coach until I have a client. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I think that like five, 10 years from now, you'll, you'll sort of be in the space that I was in where it's like, when I look back, I look back at like 13 year old Andrea and I'm like, look at me just coaching away. It was like constantly coaching on the basketball court. It's like, it really was always me. And I, I think that for a lot of coaches, they feel that way. And I see like major coach energy within you already. This is very exciting. I love it. I love us. I love Andrea's. I think that, um, when you sign your first client, that's when you're officially a business owner, you know, like you're officially running a business, but I think that you'll see pretty soon, like, oh, I've always been a coach. I just wasn't always a coach who ran a business. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Like you're, cause you're, what you are is an aspiring business owner. That's true. Yes. hundred percent. Which is exciting. And that's really exciting. I honestly, part of me kind of wishes I could go back to exactly where you are and do it all over again, but without the brain tumor. I would like to do sans brain tumor, everyone without that aspect. But, um, it's, it really just know, like in five years, you'll be like, this was the funnest time of my entire life. Like it's, it, it, you're learning something new every single day and your brain is like freaking out the entire time. And sometimes it feels like you're dragging your brain by the wrist down a crowded mall. And you're just like, honestly, shut up or you're gonna have to wait in the car. Um, like <laughs> It's like super activating and it's like a lot. But I feel like my sister-in-law, because now her kids are getting older, they're not toddlers anymore. And she's like, toddlerhood was crazy, but it was so much fun. It was so crazy having a tiny human scream at me all the time, but it was super fun. And I'm really excited because that's where you're at. That's where you're at. I am, there. I am there. And I love that you're here during this point. Like it was just meant to be. I don't even remember how I found you, honestly. I think it was a clubhouse. Was it? I think so. I am constantly giving off terrifying energy on that platform. Okay. Maybe I loved it. I was like, Ooh, she's terrifying. Let me go figure it out. Oh, her name's Andrea. Let me let's vibe. I love this conversation. I'm so here for new coaches. I'm so here for it. You guys are so great. And you're doing the scariest work on the planet. Like it's, it's so scary and it's so activating and it's so worth it because I just think coaching is the best thing ever. So yeah, thank you so much for asking me all of these incredible questions. I'm really excited to have this episode on my podcast and I'm excited. Hopefully this becomes an episode on your podcast. Um, yeah, that's, I've been thinking more about it lately. So, um, yeah, double Andrea, triple Andrea, bring it on. Oh my gosh. I'll let, I'll keep you in the loop of. If you find another Andrea, you need to bring her in. You need to bring her in. I will. Well, thank thank God for you. Um, I need to get back to uh, my boss. Mm, Exciting. No, it's not. (laughs) But one day it will be me saying, oh, I got to get back to my clients. (laughs) That's the vibe. We love it. I love to see it over here. 
Thank you so much. This was so good. How incredible is Andrea? Okay, like I love interviewing her because I kind of feel like I'm gassing myself up. But seriously, her questions were so thoughtful. She she brought such a good energy. And even though we did that interview a few weeks ago, I seriously loved every single minute. Like this was so much fun. This was such a good time. I loved this so much. And just a reminder, my babes, the membership is open right now. It's on a brand new platform. It's been updated with a bunch of incredible content. And I'm sure you can tell I'm obsessed. It's the Conscious Coaching membership and I'm obsessed with Conscious Coaches. If you're looking to step into the world of coaching or simply up level what you've already created, it's everything you need. The Conscious Coaching membership, it's got that crucial subconscious and energy shifting work within the energy and EFT library. It's got the roadmap to creating your offer and signing clients in the signature course, the 5k walkway, which is, I built it out to be everything you need to create consistent 5k months in your business. And it's the community of people doing it with you in the Facebook group. So my babe, you can join for only $47 a month. And if it's calling out to you, join, like join us. We're doing our September intention setting on Wednesday. And I'm so excited, like I'm ready to lose my mind. So jump in, join us, get your questions answered and get some cards pulled. It's going to be incredible. So if this episode really connected to you, and you're like, I'm so ready to do this. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so ready. Jump into the membership. I know that there's so, it feels like there's so much you don't know. The membership solves that problem. You're good to go. And at the end of every podcast episode, I love giving a little life update for everybody because I love feeling like I'm connecting with everybody and catching up. So what is new with me right now, my babes? I'm babysitting some cats for the next two weeks. I'm so excited. I'm staying at a friend's house downtown and I'm super excited. My Instagram stories are going to be full of them. So if you're not following at Uplevel with Andrea, what is happening? What's happening? Explain to me the choices you're making because there's going to be very cute cats on there and I love them. So you're going to have to get on that. You're going to have to get on that. Follow at Uplevel with Andrea Another really exciting piece of news is I had my final MRI after my brain tumor. So after my brain tumor, my neuro, my neurosurgeon was like, hey, Andrea, we want you to check in yearly for the next five years. And like, yeah, that could be worse, but I'm not going to lie. Like for the last five years, every time I would go right before I had an appointment with him, I would be so nervous. Like I do not, as much as I make my brain tumor seem like not a huge, not a huge deal, not a huge experience. Because to me, it really, I don't want to scare you guys. I don't ever want to like stress you out or make you feel like it was this impossible hardship for me to overcome because I really am grateful to it in a lot of ways. But that being said, I am not choosing another brain tumor again anytime soon. It's just not a good time. And I finished my fifth. It's been five years since my brain tumor. I finished my fifth MRI. Everything's squeaky clean. I'm so excited. I'm also really taking things easy for the month of September. I'm taking things easy for Virgo season, which I love. I'm staying at my friend's apartment for two weeks. I'm watching their cats. I'm going to watch probably a lot of parks and recreation, eat a lot of like 
salsa and chips, which is my favorite snack, walk around downtown in the fall time, and I'm just so excited. My Instagram stories are going to be the vibiest maybe ever, which I'm very excited about. Their place is great for filming content, which I love. So I'm going to be filming so many EFT videos there because the lighting there is just so pretty. And it's just a great time. I'm babysitting kittens. I'm taking it easy. Don't have a brain tumor. You know, living the dream, living it up. And that's pretty much it for me this week, my babes. I love you so much. And I loved having Andrea as a guest this week. Follow her at the link in my bio. And I'm so excited whenever I get to talk to you guys. Oh, sorry. Follow her at the link in the description. Yeah, all the links in this episode are in the description. Okay, my babes. I love you so much. You're so incredible. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,